I want to talk for just a moment about what's in a name. Everybody say, what's in a name? What's in a name? What's in a name? Names are important. I have this, this big deal with names. Like, it's really important. When we named our children, we, we took a lot of time. We were very intentional about what we named our kids, right? We didn't, we didn't want to name them a, a name that would be made fun of. That's kind of hard to escape. We didn't want them to have a name that had a, had a bad meaning. We wanted them to have a name that was significant, something that would be a marker for their, for their purpose. And so we see here in Matthew chapter 1, this is Matthew's account of the Christmas story. And it says this, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with a child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to, to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Given the name Jesus. See, in those days, it was, it was the, the father's responsibility. It was the father's role to decide what the baby's name was going to be. He was responsible for naming his son. And, and I'm sure, you know, Joseph and Mary being engaged, they, were, they probably talked about, what are we going to name our kids? Did you do that? Some of you may have done that before you were married. What are we going to name our kids? This is, this is something we, we, we treat with, with high value. Some of you have the names of your kids, you know, before you're out of high school. You're like, I want to name my kid that. That's a great name. But Jesus already had a name. He already had a name. He already existed. Colossians 1, that he was pre-existing. But the immaterial was about to become material. Why? Why the name Jesus? Why was God so intentional that he sent an angel? I mean, couldn't they have named him anything? No, God had a specific assignment and a specific name for Jesus. He already had a name. Why Jesus? Jesus is the English word for the Hebrew word Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves. God saves. Jesus. When you say Jesus, you're saying, Lord, you are my savior. You are my rescue. I'm sure that, that, that Joseph and Mary had a plan for their, for their son, right? As, as parents, we're kind of like, man, I, I hope maybe my kids will be a doctor so they can support me when I'm older, right? But here's Joseph, a, a carpenter by trade, thinking one day he'll take over the family business. Give him a good carpenter name. 
like Billy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? Billy Bob. Billy Bob the carpenter. I don't know, I don't know what he had decided, but, but in the name is the assignment. In the name is the purpose. And so the purpose of Jesus is revealed in his name. How many of you know that there was already a plan? Before the foundations of the world, he was already named. The plan was already established. And it was Joseph and Mary's job to just recognize what it was and call it what it was and call Jesus who he already was and to identify the plan that was in him. He will save his people from their sin. The man and the plan were about to materialize. Listen, Jesus had a plan. A lot of, a lot of people, I've, I've found this, a lot of people have plans for Jesus. Right? A lot of people in our, in our culture, everyone has a plan for Jesus. We just want to kind of fit Jesus into our box. We want to fit Jesus into our agenda. Lord, would you bless this? Lord, would you, would you help me do this? Would you accomplish this in my life? But the Lord has a plan. And it's not about the Lord for my plan. It's my plan for the Lord. Like, what, what am I supposed to do with my life to honor Jesus? So he, Jesus didn't come for personal agendas. Most of our prayers are, are prayers of, of, Lord, would you come and, and, and be upon whatever I'm doing? Yeah. Would you smile upon what I like and what I do? And, and rarely do we honor the Lord and say, Lord, before I do that, let me ask you, what about my life for your plan? See, he didn't come for personal agendas. He didn't come for political agendas. Jesus didn't come for social agendas. He had an agenda, and his agenda was already established in heaven. His name will be Jesus, and he will save people from their sins. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came on a rescue mission. He came to save you from your sins. Even you. What are we talking about in his name? First of all, we're talking about redemption. Redemption is the act of being rescued from sin. And I love how it says that he will. Not you will, not I will, not they will. He will. Jesus will be the rescue. You can't save yourself. You can't rescue yourself. He will. He will save you. He will rescue you. See, Jesus is the only way of salvation, not because God's mean-spirited. It's not like God's like, well, Jesus is the way, and I'm kind of mad if you don't take that way. No, no, no. Listen, Jesus is the only one that paid for the way. Jesus is the only one that would. He's the only one that could. He's the only one. It's not that God's mean spirited. It's just Jesus is the way that God provided. And you get to decide if I want to be saved from my sin or I want to die in my sin. And I want to do the best me. But you can't save yourself from sin. Only one can save you. And it's not because God's mean spirited. It's just because Jesus provided that way. From what? From their sin. Most of us think Jesus came to save us from hell. Hell is a result from sin. Jesus came to save you from your sin. From your sin, from the effects of those sins, 
from the repercussions of those sins, from the shame from that sin. Jesus came to rescue you from your sin. And we live in a culture that declares it's unloving to call out sin. Yet God, who is love, calls out sin. God sees things for the way that they really are. And this is the deal. He only saves the sinful. Jesus said, I didn't call to come call the righteous. I didn't come to, to identify those that are righteous. I came for sinners. He came for you. He came for me. Jesus came for us. But he only saves the sinful. He, Jesus doesn't save good people. Man, Lord, if I will be good enough, then he'll save me. That's not the way it works. He will. He will do the saving. So you can declare your innocence. You can declare your self-righteousness. Or you can confess that you're sinful in need of a Savior and put on the righteousness that pleases God. A righteousness that is far superior than any righteousness you can dream up. It's a righteousness that exceeds any deed or accumulation of deeds that you might accomplish. And it can only be attained through the deed that he accomplished. And by you placing trust in that. So the loving thing for God to do is not to gloss over a broken and severed relationship, but to solve the problem. Here's the deal. God places a very high value on the lost on the broken, and on the sinful. God places a high value on sinful people. And what we do is when we're sinned against, we cancel them. We throw them away. But God says, I see them. I see their value. Yes, they're messed up. Yes, they're broken. But they are worth a high price. And here's the deal. We read, this is how many read John 3, 16. God was so mad at the world that he sent his son. The Lord wasn't reacting when he sent Jesus. It was a plan. It was a plan for the beginning. He was going to send the man with the plan to rescue humanity from their sin, from their brokenness, from their fallenness. God knew that we would blow it, yet he sent Jesus the highest price that not any human alone could pay, but God made a human could pay. The highest price that could be paid was paid for broken, jacked up, messed up people. Yeah. Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for you. Because I was a sinner. Yes, because you were a sinner, but he still saw your value because the cross speaks higher of your value than of your sin. So he wants to rescue you. And here's the deal. Judah, can I have that? We're drowning. We're in need of a rescue. And the Lord has provided preservation for us. He's provided a way. Did you know that in your life, that you are drowning. Without Christ, you are drowning in a life of sin. But the Lord came on a rescue mission. And he says, I will throw out the life vest. <laughs> right? I will throw it out. 
But what do you have to do with that life vest? Can you just look at it? If it's going to work, you got to put it on. And many people just recognize Jesus. He's a good life vest. But if you are going to come to Jesus, you've got to put it on. Have you clothed yourself with Christ? Have you trusted Jesus? You don't have to wear that the whole day, by the way. Put it on. But thank you. Thank you for the willingness. A life jacket to rescue people from their sin. The second thing we get is this, is reconciliation. Because you have the life vest, you can be pulled in to the boat. You can now be in relationship with God. Reconciliation means this, a restoration of friendly relations. It's, I like to explain it this way. You were broke up, but you got back together. And that's the way it was with you and God. I know that you've been good. I know that you tried your best your whole life, but you were broke up from God. But through Jesus, you can be back together. This is what he came in. Listen, peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. He came to reconcile us. Romans 5.10, our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. We will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God through Jesus. Not your self-effort, not your good deeds, not because you knew that God was watching, checking the list twice <laughs> to see who's naughty and nice, right? It's not about your deeds because they're going to fall short every single time. He recreated the order. He recreated the order. And that's what we call restoration. It's number three, restoration. Restoration is the act of returning something to a former owner, place, or condition. Restored. Restored. What does that mean? That means that you are back in the arms of God. God with us. You with God. It's what he desires of you. Emmanuel. God is one of us, God with us, God for us, Emmanuel. He's for you. Man, God's mad at me. God's frustrated at me. God's angry at me. God loves you. Doesn't mean that God doesn't ever get frustrated. Doesn't mean that God doesn't ever get angry, because he does. But his default setting of affection over you is desire and want and longing and love. He wants you. What's in a name? What's in a name? Redemption, reconciliation, restoration. What's the most important question that Jesus asked? Was it, do you love your neighbor? Have you been a good boy? Have you been a good girl? How many good things did you do today? How, many pe how well were your manners? Did you say please and thank you? What is the most important question Jesus asked? We were at Target, of course. We went in to buy ice cream and left with <laughs> curtains. You know how it goes. 
And I, and I saw something. Something caught my eye on the magazine rack. And it's this. It says, Jesus. And when I saw it, I thought, they got the question right. Because the most important question is, who do you say that I am? That's the most important question. The most important question that you will answer in your life is not, will you marry me? Did you pass the test? Did you pass the exam? Those are not life's biggest question. Life's biggest question is Jesus asking you the same question he asked Peter. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, the same question, who do you say that I am? Life magazine got the question right. I haven't read it to see if they got the answer right. I'm assuming they probably didn't. But it does have a lot of great pictures in there. Who do you say that I am. This is the question that the Lord is asking you today. Who do you say that I am? Romans 3. In closing, whoever's coming up. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone. No exceptions. Not whether or not you were raised in church. Raised in America. This is true of everyone who believes, no matter who you are. No matter who you are. For everyone sinned. And we all fall short. All of us. We all fall short. I fell short today. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, that's the grace, that's the favor of God, with undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. He identifies us as sinners. Oh. However, you can be made righteous. And he did this through Jesus Christ Christ Jesus, when he freed us from the penalty of our sin, for God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. And people are made right with God when they believe. When they believe. Not in what they do. Not in what they say. Not even in how you live. But how you believe. And if you believe, it'll change the way you act. It'll change the way you live. It'll change the way that you treat your neighbor. It'll change the way that you treat the person that offended you at church. It will change everything if you will trust Jesus, if you will put on the life vest. Thank you for joining us at Overflow Church today. We hope that you were encouraged and encountered the reality of Jesus. If you did, please let us know in the comments and make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything that we have coming up. Have a great day.